You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries. If we don't get, fall in love with Jesus, we'll never serve Him for any of the right reasons. And the reason a lot of people today don't commit their life to Jesus Christ from start to finish because they're too in love with self instead of too in love with the Savior. They love their self more than anybody else. And a lot of us are in trouble with God because we're loving on everything but Jesus right now. Oh, we love our careers. We love our jobs. We love our uh, conveniences. We love our this. Nothing wrong with fine stuff as long as that fine stuff don't come, become finer in your eyes than the lovely Lamb of God. The world tells us we need to find the perfect career and then we'll be happy. Or buy this or that and your life will be easier and then you'll be happy. But the things of this world never truly satisfy, do they? As Pastor Gary shares, there is only one person who can meet all your needs. His name is Jesus. Your emotional, physical, and spiritual needs are satisfied when you put your faith and trust in Jesus and seek after Him daily. Focus on Him, and the cares of this world will fade away. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of John chapter 4 as he continues his message, Ready or Not, It's Time to Push. When we have to give up more than we ever thought we'd have to give up, uh, we ought to just say and rejoice and thank God that we're counted worthy to be a numbered amongst the chosen few. Amen. Uh, thank God that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and I'm part of an elite group. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, King's kids. I'm talking about children uh, of the Most High God, children of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I am on a higher mission than anything this world uh, could give me so far as an assignment is concerned and I make no apologies uh, for fanning the flames of revival and challenging the church to rise up and be counted for. Oh, it's time to push, ready or not. You say, preacher, we're not ready for that yet. Uh, that's up to the Holy Ghost, amen. Uh, because the Holy Ghost knows the little child uh, uh, over there about two miles down the road sitting on Sunday morning lonely because his mom and dad didn't even wake up because they're still in a drunken stupor. And that child's having to fend for herself. And that child's trying to cook something for breakfast this morning because nobody loves that child. Uh, while the church is sitting here comfortable in our heated buildings, amen, uh, and we dwell in our sealed houses and we're rejoicing in the goodness of God. There's a lost and dying world just right around us that needs somebody to walk up, knock on the door and say, hey young, can I buy you a breakfast and take you to church today? Amen. I'm talking about it's time to get desperate for the lost. It's time to realize how desperate they are. The question is not whether or not we're ready. The question is whether or not they're ready to hear. And I submit to you, you'd be shockingly surprised at how much they would respond if you would just go. Well, I thought that's what we paid the preacher to do. That's where you thought wrong. Amen. I'm going to go just because it's in me, but I don't go because you pay me to go. I go because God told me to go. And you need to go because God told you to go because we can't all do it alone. Amen. Amen, preacher. That's good preaching right there. Even if I do say so myself. I'm talking about it's time to push whether we're ready or not. Because uh, in order to give birth, there needs first, number one, to be intimacy. you got to be in love with Jesus. 
Amen. <laughs> you know what it took for me and Amy to start a family? It took us falling in love with each other. You know what it's going to take for the church to have babies, to have converts? You're going to have to fall so in love with Jesus that you'll love the sinners he loves. That you'll go see the people he would go see. Amen. That you would, I'm not talking about the, the, the people that you would prefer to sit beside in church that are well established in the community and, 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 and well respected amongst society. No, I'm talking about the wretched drunks. Amen. I'm talking about the heart, whores and harlots. I'm talking about the people that the world has cast aside. They used them, abused them, and discarded them like a rag doll. And we as a church need to go and tell them that Jesus loved them because nobody else does. Jesus said, I came not for the righteous, but for sinners. I prayed the Lord to touch me and help me preach this, and I'm preaching in a way I didn't even plan to preach. So thank the Lord. He answered my prayer. Amen. It's time to push. I remember when Caleb was born. We had plans that day. Amen. We had what was an old-fashioned weekend, big day at the church plan. Everybody's going to come in their bibbed overalls. Someone's going riding horse and wagon. We're just going to make a fun day. By the way, I wouldn't be opposed to doing something like that around here. Amen. It'd be a lot of fun, just for the fun of it. And uh, folk get saved because they're curious and you're going to preach the gospel, whatever you know. But we had a big plan that day. But Caleb decided to come early. On his due date. And you know what I did? Amy woke me up and said, uh, it's time. And ready or not, I had to go. If we hadn't got there when we did, Amy would have missed her opportunity to get her epidural. And we thank God she got there in the nick of time for that. Am I right? Am I telling the story right? You, you know what happened? See, when a baby, when it's time for a baby to come, it don't ask you for, uh, for permission. It just comes. Furthermore, when God gets ready to send revival to a church, He's not asking you for permission. When God wants to birth a new ministry or new ministries into the church, He's not sitting around waiting for people to be comfortably, conveniently uh, informed and ready and prepared for it because God knows if we, He waited on us to have all of our ducks in a row, we'd never have half of them ready for what He's got for us. So He does just what he does in the natural so he does in the spiritual when he gets ready to give birth uh, in a in a ministry to a move of god uh, ready or not the baby's coming now you can cooperate with it or you can ignore it you can say there's no room for him in the end but god will find a little stable over there in bethlehem or somewhere and he'll give birth to what he wants to do with or without your cooperation but i'm telling you what church uh, it's time that the church of the living god get ready and say lord come what let come what may uh, but may we be a birthing place for all that you have in your heart and forget our ideas and forget but the problem is we have people that are standing ready on standby to abort the baby that God wants to give birth to or at minimum cause injury I have a dear friend in Mississippi that I pastored I won't mention the name but this mother had a child uh, whose birth experience was traumatic, to say the least. What they should have done was before that baby got low enough to get into the birth canal, they should have performed a C-section. But since they didn't, that baby got lodged in the birth canal 
and malpractice occurred. Someone got on top of her to push down and try to push that baby out the birth canal and did so much damage that that child's got conditions today that he'll have to live with the rest of his life. And we don't know what his life expectancy is because of it. To my knowledge, that family has never had another baby either. Who would blame them? You know what I see God trying to do in His churches all across this land today is do something new. Breathe in a fresh move of God. Out with the stale bread that ain't never performed no miracle. Are you listening? That ain't never allowed God to really move like He said He could or would or wants to. And instead, what we're trying to do is we're trying to birth a baby to our liking and our timing and our method. Uh, amen. And we, and we sometimes can damage what God's trying to birth. And it might get birthed, but it's, it's, it's damaged goods. And it may not ever do be all that God wanted it to be because some man had to put his hands on God's process. Maniac midwives with crazy ideas that are detrimental to the health of what it is God's wanting to birth in that church. Oh, we can't have that baby. You talking about preacher. That baby's going to get us labeled. That baby's going to get us spin out. That, that baby's going to, ain't no telling. We better put the brakes on that preacher before he takes us too far down that. You better be careful what you advise against the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you right now as your pastor, I give you my word. I pray about anything I preach before this congregation. And I pray about anything I propose in a business meeting or otherwise. It's not taken lightly. It's taken very seriously. And it discourages a pastor's heart in any church when they cast a vision just for wet blankets to be constantly thrown on top of it. Or worse, for midwives with butchery in their heart to try to abort something before it ever gives birth. And today I'm saying, ready or not, God's wanting to do something bigger than any of us. God's wanting to do something bigger than our former experiences and perspectives. God wants to get out of the banks here. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this church has ever seen the walls packed and people getting saved every week and uh, people going through the baptismal every week. Uh, uh, but I'm telling you, it's possible. It's not only possible, it's probable for those that will reach out and take uh, what it is that God wants us to do. But we'll never get there uh, if we have midwives that with ill intent. Are we okay? Say amen. Ready or not, it's time to push. And I just know that the vision God's put in my heart is bigger than me. And it's bigger than anybody else. And I cannot reduce the size of my vision to fit a man-made box. Nor will I. I'm praying God burst this baby. Amen. Worldwide ministry from Thompson, Georgia, reaching the masses with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why not? Why dream small when we have such a big God? Amen. Why reach for the dirt when we can reach for the stars for Christ? But it's going to require intimacy and worship. That intimacy is being able to say, Lord... You're all I have. You're all I want. You're all I need. Uh, Lord, I am your servant. Speak to me and I will obey. Intimacy, travail, 
Not only does it require intimacy, but it requires that travail. Amen. In the book of Psalm chapter 66 and verse number 11, he said, Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou laidst affliction upon our loins. Oh, I seek no pity parties. But some of you would be in shock if you knew what it actually cost me and my family to move to Thompson, Georgia. You would be in total shock. That's why I'm not going to tell you. But see, I'm not relying on you. I'm relying on my Lord. And you know what? I've got a good promise from the Lord that He's going to take good care of me. And I got a good promise from my Lord that what he, that good work He's begun in me, He's going to finish. Amen. He's going to finish it. Whether I have a midwife to help or not, he's going to finish it. Amen. Whether I have participation or not, he's going to finish it. Whether I have help and support or whether I'm shunned and shamed and disqualified and discredited by men, God's going to do what God's going to do. And all I'm asking is for people to follow the voice of God. Amen. Follow the voice. Don't follow my voice. If my voice is contradictory to that book, then you'll know not to follow it. Amen. All I ask is that we line it up with the book. Is that too much to ask? For some it is. I know it's quiet. That's all right. Ready or not, it's time to push. Requires intimacy and requires travail. The other day I was thinking about some of those costs. Brother Bunny, last Saturday morning I woke up in a depression that I'd never faced before. Weeping before the presence of God. Over losses. Perceived losses. Till the Holy Ghost corrected me and reminded me what Paul said. Those things I count, thought were gain, I count as loss for Christ. That I may win Christ. That I may win. Because funny thing about giving birth, it ain't never pretty. It ain't never kosher. It ain't never easy. It's always a little dirty, a little nasty. Amen. It's not pretty. Amen. I don't understand these families that come in with the cameras rolling during the whole process. It ain't pretty. Amen. <laughs> but when God does something through His servants and it gets a little nasty and ugly and you can't quite figure it out and it don't, it don't, it don't match your checklist of uh, perfection. Amen. You can't, you can't abort the baby because the process was ugly. I can guarantee you right now I ain't nothing like anybody expected. I don't know if anybody can know what to expect of me. I don't even know what to expect of myself. But as I was sitting there, Brother Art, praying, oh, I got to thinking about the souls that's been saved since we come. I got to, th- I got to thinking about the testimonies of people said, you know, God's really warmed up my heart since you've come and preached. And I got, to, I got to thinking, and I'm not bragging. I'm bragging on the Lord this morning. But God had to help me see the joy of the babies that were born so that I could forget the pain that it cost to see that happen. And my challenge for the church is be willing to suffer loss for Christ. How many of you make God a lot of promises when you need help? David said, when you do help me, I'm going to follow up on my promises. I'm not going to forget about you. So many people make God, oh, I'll serve you. If you get me out of this bind, Lord, I'm a different man from here on out. As soon as he gets you out of your bind, you forgot what you told God and you lied to the Holy One of Israel. And God is calling you to repentance. 
It's time to pay your vows. God being so good to you, how can you live selfishly and not give God the praise and the honor and the service that is due His name. See, I don't serve God to be saved. I don't serve God to gain brownie points in favor with God. If I got what I deserved, I'd be in hell with my back broke this morning. I serve God because I love Him. I serve God because He loves me. I serve God because He saved me in spite of my old sorry, dirty, rotten, no good for nothing self. Amen. And if we don't get fall in love with Jesus, we'll never serve him for any of the right reasons. And the reason a lot of people today don't commit their life to Jesus Christ from start to finish because they're too in love with self instead of too in love with the Savior. They love their self more than anybody else. And a lot of us are in trouble with God because we're loving on everything but Jesus right now. Oh, we love our careers. We love our jobs. We love our uh, conveniences. We love our this. Nothing wrong with fine stuff as long as that fine stuff don't come, become finer in your eyes than the lovely Lamb of God. Oh, where's the sacrifice today in this Laodicean church age where we say we are rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and we think that we're doing good as long as there's plenty of money in the bank account. But I can show you many a spiritually bankrupt church with millions of dollars in their account because God trusted them with something and they buried it in the ground as an unrighteous servant rather than taking the risk and loving God with it and loving their community with it. Amen. A man's life, and I'd say a church's life, consisteth not in the abundance of things which we possess, but it's not what we hold in our hands, it's who we hold in our heart. we got to have enough faith to believe that if all is lost for Christ, I'll gain something somewhere along down the road, or after I get to heaven, it'll be worth it all. Amen. But I cannot count my losses. Rather, the Bible teaches us to think on the things that are pure and lovely and honest. When it says, think on these things that says take into account these things I'm going to have to quit counting my losses and what it's cost me and how it's hurt me and I'm going to start having to count what what God used and how God blessed and how it can honor God amen and when I start taking into account the goodness of God and the promises of God and the power of God and the favor of God uh, my losses and my my infirmities and my ailments and all the things and my pains everything that it cost me pales in comparison it pales in comparison. You say, well, what if we do everything God leads you to lead us to do? We end up broke, busted, and disgusted. Well, if God led us there, he must have a plan. He led him right into the wilderness. He said, I suffer thee to hunger that thou mayest learn that man doeth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God doeth man live. It's up to God whether we hunger or whether we are well fed. It's up to God whether we have plenty or whether we have little. He's the boss. I know some people worry about this kind of preaching because I'm unpredictable. Only reason I'm unpredictable because I don't honestly have a clue what God's fixing to do next. But I've learned to trust Him. I'm learning to trust Him. Amen. God keeps us on an as-need-to-know basis. When we need to know it, He'll let us know it. And until then, He'll keep it hidden. You know why God does that? It keeps not only our focus on trusting Him, but also uh, turns uh, the enemy, uh, uh, makes the enemy blind. Mm-hmm. God has an advantage when He keeps us in a posture of not seeing too far ahead. 
like the old songwriter said, I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I know who holds tomorrow. Amen. I can't live as... I don't feel like I can live the level of commitment that I'm challenging you to pursue. But I'm trying. But if I don't preach a truth that's higher than where I'm at, then I'm not preaching it right. Amen. It's got to be higher than me. Because, see, that's, just, that's some mistakes some people made. They think, well, that preacher, that hypocrite. I can't believe he challenged. I just, I know for a fact that that preacher got some dirt. I know, I can tell you right now what that preacher's not doing right. And I'm sure you can. I'm not preaching Gary Caldwell. I'm preaching Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm preaching that book. I'm just sharing some personal experience for the benefit of all. Amen. My life is an open book. I'm more transparent than the average pastor and I just decided a long time ago if I have to be fake then and if I have to be transparent to keep from being fake then I'll just have to be too transparent. And if people don't like to find out that their preacher is not perfect then so be it. Got news for you there ain't a preacher in the world perfect. Amen. Amen. We're going to blunder, we're going to make mistakes, we're not going to dot every I, we're not going to cross every T, amen, and, and even when God gives us direction and prerogative, sometimes we're going to mess that up. Sometimes we're going to hear it quite, not quite as clearly because we weren't as close to God as we should have been. Sometimes we get frustrated, sometimes we, our vision is blurred, sometimes we get detours. there's a lot, but that's why we need the help of the Lord to put midwives in our ministry that'll help birth the baby that God wants the church to birth for the glory of God. But we got to have hope, anticipation. He said, uh, verse 13, I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. Listen, what you're going through as a church is not meant to kill you, but it's meant to bless you. You'd be surprised and shocked at the fruit of consistent, faithful labor over time. Church, don't give up. Just because it didn't work before don't mean it won't start working. Well, I invited them, they never come, so I quit inviting. That might have been the week that they'd have come if you'd invited them one more time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Never give up. Be consistent, be faithful as clockwork. Amen, but just focus entirely on the mission at hand and leave the results up to God. And you see if God don't start adding to the church daily or weekly or monthly, such as should be saved. And, and God will start even sending people that are already saved and have a hunger and thirst for righteousness and want to see God moving. God will put the right people here with a spiritual mindset to pray our way through obstacles, uh, to pray our way through circumstances, to pray resources in, uh, to pray the right people in that will commit to what it's going to take to do the work. Amen. Ready or not, it's time to push. I'll close with this verse, John 4, 36. And he that reapeth, receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. Let's not forget that. He that reapeth. Well, you can't reap if you don't get on the field. Amen. Listen. I know there's a lot of people in our church that are just physically not able to go and do like we're preaching. And I don't want you, your feelings to be hurt today because I'm not preaching to you. But I know probably, truth be known, you pray us through more than you could ever work us through. And I appreciate it. But this is a challenge for the younger generation that can 
practically commit to the work on a deeper level to do so. Simply to reprioritize, figure, figure it out. Amen. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be casting vision. We're going to be introducing ministry ideas and concepts that we're going to be asking the church to just bathe in prayer and see if the Holy Spirit don't touch people's hearts to jump in on something and get involved in it. We're just going to see how God leads the way. Today's teaching is coming to an end, but you don't have to stop studying God's Word. Here at True North, we encourage all of our listeners to dive into Scripture regularly on your own. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to guide your reading and reveal God's truth to you. Thanks for joining Pastor Gary Cottle today for True North. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new edition. If you'd like to learn more about True North or Pastor Gary, visit GaryCoddle.com. Would you like to plan a visit to worship and study the Bible with Pastor Gary? You can find all the information you need about where he pastors and how you can visit at GaryCoddle.com. If you're not in the area, we do encourage you to find and begin attending a Bible-teaching church near you. Find a family of faith that you can invest in and who will encourage you in your own walk with the Lord. If you have any questions or would like to find out how you can support Gary Cottle Ministries and True North, please reach out to Pastor Gary. He can be reached at contact at garycoddle.com. That's contact at gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on True North.